You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Identity, Standards and Boundaries. Today, I want to talk to you about standards of behaviour and boundaries and how they relate to each other and how they can help you to discover who you are so that you can become the person you want to be. Just lately, there's been a lot of talk by people all over the internet about how they feel wronged or insulted or judged. You've probably seen a lot of that going on in a lot of different contexts. And let's just be clear about this. People have always had feelings like these. It's just that now they're being spoken about publicly online. There's a lot of judgment and there's a lot of commentary about other people. And that might be part of the reason that many business owners that I speak to are a bit nervous about putting themselves out there or talking about their opinions on things because they don't want to be judged or humiliated or get into an argument or to be disliked and in such a much more public way as it is these days. The problem with fear of being judged is that when you have different behaviours for different people, so you fear judgment, so you adapt your behaviour to suit, then essentially it's a lack of integrity. Integrity is defined as having consistent behaviour across all areas of life. So if you're trying to avoid being judged and modifying your behaviour, then that's not integrity. You might like to listen to my podcast called Being Authentic, which I'll have a link to on the blog version of this. And here's the thing about integrity. When you're not acting from a place of integrity, it wears you down because you're acting incongruently with what you believe and value. It causes self-doubt and it erodes your confidence because you're saying things to keep the peace but not necessarily getting your needs met or your voice heard. And when you are acting from a place of integrity, things are totally different. The great thing is that building your identity and building up your integrity are skills that you can learn. And that's why I want to talk today about setting standards and boundaries because they're the basis of integrity. So let's ask the question to start with, are you confused about your life? Often in my personal coaching conversations, my clients start by saying that they're not sure who they are or what they want out of life. They're unclear about their goals and what they want for the future or how they're going to get there. And it's often those same people who have a long history of feeling judged or worried about other people's opinions of them. And they might also be uncertain about what they believe in or what their values are. I find that the lack of clarity they have is partly the result of spending many years trying to fit in, trying not to stick out or trying to please other people so that they can avoid being judged or criticised or feeling hurt. And I know this very well because that was me once upon a time. In order to be liked, I felt like I had to keep adapting myself to the people around me, moderating my thoughts and withholding opinions to maintain a good standing in their eyes and to avoid being judged or criticised or thought less of. In some ways, it sounds, sounds like the easier way out because you get to avoid conflict and discord. But it's actually the hard way out because you're constantly having to adapt to other people. It's like lying to people, really, and you end up giving up or simply forgetting your own needs and values, what's important to you and what you stand for, because you're constantly adjusting to your environment 
you kind of lose yourself in that. You lose your identity. And at some point you might realise that you're just a shell of a person who takes on the likes and dislikes of those around you and responds to their whims rather than to your own congruous beliefs and values. On the flip side, when you're really clear on your needs and your values, then you're equipped to set standards for yourself and also healthy boundaries. So let's talk about those two things. Your standards of behaviour are the ways in which you wish to act and be and live and they're the basis, uh, they're based on your values or your ethics. When you understand your own standards that you want of behaviour that you want to enact and live by and your values, it's going to be so much easier for you to stand up for what you believe in and also to set healthy boundaries around the things that are important to you. In doing this, you'll be more self-confident, you'll have more self-belief and you'll be able to live a more autonomous, authentic, congruent and internally driven life. So let's start talking about some of these things. The first question to ask is, well, who are you actually? It's a great place to start when you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want, essentially what your identity is. Observe your own thoughts and opinions about things that are happening in your life. That's a starting point to figure out who you are. Here are some questions to get you started. How and where are you responding or reacting to life's circumstances? Think back over the last week and think of how you responded or reacted to things that happened at work, at home, in your personal life. Another question to ask is, what is your opinion of certain people or certain things, rules or situations? Once again, thinking back over the last few weeks of your life, where have you had opinions about people's behaviour or standards or rules? And what were those opinions? Some other questions to ask yourself could be, what do you like and what do you dislike? Who do you enjoy being around and why? Who do you find draining and why? Which situations do you think are fair or unfair? What sorts of labels do you give yourself right now? Do you call yourself a chocoholic or a night owl or lazy? And what sorts of labels would you rather give yourself in future? If you were truly living the life you wanted and being the person you want to be, how would you label yourself then? For example, it might be motivated, fit, balanced, calm, decisive, words like that. So please also notice the labels that you use for yourself and what you might like to change those to. If you keep a note of observations like those for a few weeks, write them down somewhere. It's going to help you to become more self-aware about who you are right now and what you stand for by identifying your opinions and beliefs and thoughts, what you like and don't like. It's going to start to pull together a bit of an identity. Another great exercise to help you get clarity on who you are and what you want is to look at your values. And there is actually a value sheet and workbook on my website that you can get for free if you're interested in doing this. It's basically a list of values and it walks you through a process of identifying which areas of life and which values are most important to you as a starting point. And the reason that's important is because when you understand your values, it's much easier for you to define, to define what's important to you and therefore where you're going to prefer spending your time and energy and what sorts of behaviours are going to be congruent with those values. 
It's pretty much an essential starting point to defining who you are. Note also that values affect your relationships. They're a huge part of relationship building. And that's because we tend to gravitate toward people who have similar values to us. So if you're really clear on what your values are now or perhaps what you'd like them to be, then you'll be starting to better understand the types of people that you could have the best relationships with or perhaps those that you wish to attract. Being clear on who you are and your values involves more than this, but it's a good starting point to do these couple of exercises. What comes next is setting standards. And when you've gotten this far and examined your beliefs and values and opinions, then it becomes easy to figure out what your standards are for your own behaviour. And I want to give you an example to illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's say that you've identified through this process I've described that good health is a really important value to you. In that case, you're probably going to have standards for your behaviour around health-related behaviours. For example, you might decide that you're somebody who wants to walk every morning and do meal planning and meal prep every week to make sure you have enough good, healthy food in your life. Those would be standards of behaviour that you set for yourself in relation to your value of health. And this is where boundaries are the next step and come in. At some point in your life, people are going to try and push back against the standards that you set for yourself and try to push you in another direction or pull you in an another direction. And interestingly, I interviewed uh, Sarah Rusbatch a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, and we talked a bit about this and how people respond in terms of drinking alcohol or not and the pushback that comes up there. So you might like to go and listen to that episode, which is two before this one. And so in, in terms of meal planning and exercise, here's an example of where boundary setting might come in. Let's say that you have these standards of behaviour for yourself and you've just realised that that's what they are. And then you have this friend that comes over every Friday night bringing pizza and beer. But you don't really enjoy eating those foods and you actually feel a little bit sick and bloated after. So you realise that that's not suiting you. You've just been accommodating your friend and what they want, but you decide you're going to say something about it. So you call up your friend and ask them not to bring those foods around and would they mind bringing something else instead or, you know, maybe allowing you to have something else instead. And that's you just being really clear about your values and standards and letting them know your needs. And that should be enough. That should mean that if you communicate that with your friend and they're a reasonable person who respects you, they say, okay, well, that's cool, I can bring it and you can eat something else or we can eat something different. But let's just say that even though you've been really clear with a person on what your needs are and desires, they show up next week with pizza and beer and they say something like, oh, it's just one meal of the week, give yourself a break, or it's not going to kill you. Obviously, this is a challenging situation and it's a great opportunity for you to put a boundary in place. And that boundary might sound something like this. Thanks, but I don't want to eat pizza and drink beer. So please feel free to bring it around for yourself, but don't ask me to join you. I'm really okay to prepare my own food and eat that instead. And if you want to have beer and pizza, that's totally okay. So that's what a boundary is. It's a line in the sand that is clear about what you do and don't want or the behavior that you will and won't tolerate. Now you'll notice in that example that I didn't try to justify why I don't want to eat pizza and drink beer. 
I don't have to have excuses. You don't have to do that. You don't have to make up reasons. You don't have to say that you're celiac or gluten intolerant or that you're just going on a cleanse or anything else that's just lying. It's not about the reason why you're doing it and you don't have to give a reason. A true friend is someone who respects you and will accept your own standards of behaviour that you've set for yourself and they'll let you get on with it. Here's another example. Let's say that achievement is a strong value for you and you really like to achieve at work. You work hard and sometimes long hours and you get a real buzz out of what you're doing. But you also have your limits and you like time off and you want people to, to leave you alone when you're not at work. You don't want workmates calling you out of hours. You'd like to have that time off and maintain that. And actually, I'm that person and I can give you a real life example of something to, that happened to me where once, just once, I had an experience of having my boundary crossed. It was probably about 15 or 20 years ago now, but after a long haul at work, months and months of building up a good client base and a pipeline of work in a business I was a co-founder in, I booked two weeks of holiday and I set about preparing my current project work to be on hold for that period. And I knew that my co-founder had a very strong work ethic and often worked seven days a week. And he would probably try to contact me during the holiday. And I knew that I actually needed a, a mental break from work. So I said to him, hey, I've worked really hard and I'm glad that you're happy for me to take a holiday. I really need a good mental break. So please don't call me or email me or talk to me while I'm away. All of my projects are organized. I'll pick them up when I get back. He said, sure, Mel, no worries. Well, it went really well for about nine days of those two weeks. And then I got a two-page handwritten letter in the post about work and about the project I was working on, where there'd been a bit of an issue come up in my absence. Not a life-threatening issue and certainly something I could have dealt with when I came back. But it seems that in setting the boundary around a lack of contact in my holiday, I hadn't been explicit about mentioning handwritten letters. <laughs> so... In any case, I had to go back to work. I was fuming for those last few days of my holiday because my boundary had been breached. But I decided I'd wait till I got back to work and I explained that I'd set a boundary. I felt upset because that person had intentionally crossed the boundary and that I wouldn't accept that behaviour in future because I felt it wasn't respectful. As you can see in both of the examples, when your values are clear, and your own standards of behaviour are clear in your own mind, you can more easily draw a line around what is or isn't acceptable and uphold that more easily. So let's talk about the language of boundaries. By now, some of you listening to this may have had a bit of a squirm about being so clear or direct. And it is important to get the language right so that you're clear, but at the same time, reasonable and perhaps diplomatic. I feel like this is the hard bit for a lot of people. Like, how do I say that? What do I do in order to set a boundary? So I wanna give you a general formula for setting a boundary. And it's something like this. When X happens, I feel X because of this reason. I need X and I would appreciate it if you would X. Now X is a way you fill in the blank. But here's an example of what it might sound like I feel angry when you interrupted my holiday with work issues because I value my mental health what I need is uninterrupted time to clear my head and to come back to work more productive 
So that's what that statement could could sound like, how you feel and why, why it's important for you to have that boundary and then to express your needs. It's not justifying your behaviour or making anything up, it's just being super clear. Another way to set a boundary is by learning how to say no. Now, I know I've spoken to several clients about this. They feel like if they don't want to do something, they have to make up an excuse. Actually, you don't. For example, if someone asks you to go to lunch, but you're trying to eat well and you don't want the temptation of all the foods at that cafe, you can say no and not have to justify your reasons why. Here's how that might sound. Hey, thanks for asking me, but I think I'll give it a miss today. I hope you enjoy it. Notice there's no justification. Thanks for asking me. I'll give it a miss. Or you can say, no, thanks. I don't want to, or I don't want the temptation, but ask me another time. Here's another example. Let's say somebody wants you to do something for them on the weekend, but you're tired or you simply might need some downtime for yourself because you've been flat out busy. Here's how that might sound. I really understand that you need help, but I can't help you on Saturday. I need a day off. Hopefully there's someone else that can give you a hand. Notice that there's no apology and no justification. No is not enough. No is enough on its own without you needing to embellish it with reasons. The only thing you're doing when you're justifying things, and I have a podcast on that if you want to listen to it, the only thing you're doing is appeasing your own sense of guilt about saying no. It's more for you than the other person. And that said, it can be hard in the beginning if you're used to fitting in with other people and adapting to the people around you to feel confident to speak up for yourself. But let me just say that practicing makes it easier. So if you are someone who's used to just going along with a crowd or pleasing others or not wanting to rock the boat, you might find it hard to set standards and boundaries at first. That's okay. It's just like any other skill. It requires some practice. Getting clear on who you are and your values in the first place will help you to figure out what are the standards of behaviour that you'd like to have for yourself. That could be physical well-being habits or the way you act in certain scenarios or conversations. I would recommend that in terms of setting your standards, but more importantly, setting boundaries, is to choose an easy scenario with someone that you know is a little bit more forgiving and easygoing so that you can practice setting a boundary or saying no with them. Or even just rehearse conversations in the shower if you need to. It's my favourite place to go to practice anything that I want to get right. The more that you do it, the easier it will get. And it's so liberating. You'll get so much more emotional and mental bandwidth by doing this. Okay, so let's summarise what I've talked about today. You can get clear on your identity, who you are and what you want, by examining your strengths, beliefs, values and opinions. And once you're clear on those things, then you can set your own standards of behaviour for the most important values to you. They could be things like health, achievement, family, or something entirely different like community or generosity. With some standards in place, you'll be able to more easily identify what you want to say no to and how to set boundaries with other people. I've explained some ways of stating those things to make it a little easier in this episode. And of course, simply practicing it, especially in a kind of a safe environment, will make it easier for you in the future.
If you need help with your identity, values or boundaries, then hit up the contact page on my website and waitlist for a short course I'm developing called Getting to Know Yourself and Building Integrity. I'm going to develop a 21-day program for people who need some guidance to do this important work. So just jump on there, fill in the contact form and say, hey, I'd like to be notified when this course is available. Just let me know. Other than that, I hope you have a fantastic week. And um, here's to setting some really strong boundaries and starting to feel better about yourself. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye for now.